Welcome to FeastPod, the podcast where we talk about whatever we fucking want. Come join me, Kanong, and me, Sarah Davidson, for entree, main, and dessert, and take a seat at our table. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get started. Welcome back to the feast. It's episode three. Can I you know. believe it? I know. I know. I can't believe I actually we've actually done it. I know. We have like some listeners. We would like more. So share this with your friends, please. Well, the first episode I was like, listener, welcome listener, because I thought there was like one of us. Mm. But now I feel like there's a few. We're gathering some momentum. Yeah, there's like nine now. <laughs> nine? <laughs> I still love that we just put this together in like literally two days. I know. Before I- we had anything arranged. You know what? But I feel like that's the whole ride of this, that like everyone's mm. here with us, joining us on this kind of journey where we're making zero money because we have no sponsors yet. <laughs> but you know what's interesting? We chose that because we wanted to just have some fun. I know. I, then I was like, because like obviously our management, both of our managements are like, oh, we can get like sponsors behind it. So like, no, we're not doing it. No, our, but our business brains were like, are we though? We are doing it. But then we we're like, no. We want to build the Feast family. Well, I think the Feast fam. <gasps> oh my god, I love that. I was going to call them our diners, but I think the Feast fam is pretty cool. Feast fam's cooler, <laughs> I, guys. The merch we have in store for you. <sighs> yeah, we've gone from zero to hero real quick. Yeah. Well, see, the whole idea I thought was that like if we started this podcast on our own accord with no sponsorship behind us, it means no one can really dictate what we do. Mm. So that moving forward, when the sponsors do finally arrive, so if you want to sponsor this, please do, um, <laughs> then they know the content that we're providing already yeah. and there's not real any guidelines for us. Yeah, we have no guidelines, clearly. Guidelines or guidelines? <laughs> <laughs> we clearly are still working out what we're doing, but that's kind of the fun of it. This is our podcast, everyone. Yeah. This is a collab. <laughs> it's a collab between us and all the listeners. So and tell all us. nine of you. Yeah. So tell us what you want. What do you want? If you want me to like rub my feet on the microphone, might do, might not. <laughs> might charge you if you've listened to our OnlyFans episode. <laughs> might put it behind a paywall. Yeah. Might I'm, not. I'm putting all my recipes behind a paywall. <laughs> Sorry. <want> a paywall. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you guys enjoyed that episode. We'd love some feedback. All right. So um, let's get started. What are we talking about today? Welcome to Entree. Mm. As you guys probably know by episode three, we start with a little entree, which is a tidbit kind of rundown of just like the things that have happened. I feel short again. I feel I don't know what you you're doing. You have your cushion. Shut up. Don't tell you people have I have a cushion. cushion. <laughs> what is your entree nibbles for us to chat about Okay. Today? Is that dog going to eat my Maccas? No. He heard me. He ran. My little entree nibble is that I'm starting a garden. Oh, my God. Like a produce so garden. Cute. No, okay. So, my whole thing is like I love to cook, right? And okay. I go And I love going to like the Asian grocer or like the farmer's market or Paran market or South Melbourne market. Shout out to all the markets. I love how you're like, I like to cook as if people don't already know <laughs> that you love to cook. But I, I, I honestly think that the next like part of my life is about cooking with my own produce. You are of the earth. I I don't think I'm of the earth. I think I, th- I think I just really like food. Yeah, and I like to know that Where I have from. control over what I'm feeding my friends and family. Mm. So I've start I'm starting a little veggie patch at my mum's house. <gasps> this is so wholesome for you. I know, but you know what? I don't think people know this, but I watch people garden on YouTube you all the time. Do not. Yeah, stop I literally. It. There's this guy named. I think it's James Prigioni or Prigolioni and he lives in Jersey and he's got like this amazing 
like garden where every single week he goes and collects things from it. And I was like, <gasps> he forages. Well, not really because he grew them. But yeah, I, <laughs> but that's kind of. I just wanted to use that word because okay, cool. I think forage is really exotic. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. Well, he forages. But yeah, so he's got like twenty different types of tomatoes, and like, <gasps> I didn't even know there were twenty tomatoes. Do you know there's like thousands of different types of tomatoes? I did not know that. And that's what I want to do. I, want I to can name these. three, maybe. Now, heirloom, my- Roma. Two, maybe. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, but like an heirloom doesn't mean anything. That just means. Okay, but it's fancy. <laughs> it adds like $7 on a menu. Well, Oxhart. Oxhart's one of my favorite. It's like a massive one that grows into all different shapes. And when you cut it in half, sometimes it looks like a heart, but like a bit of real heart, not like a love heart. Oh, yeah, like, like an organ heart. Yeah, an organ heart with all like the cavities and things wow, in it. Um, that's super juicy, super like meaty. So you bite into it. Um, but it's a not, meaty tomato? Well, you know how sometimes like when you get some tomatoes, you eat it and it's quite watery? Yes. yes. I don't um, like that. No, a meaty is when you bite into it. It's, there's texture, mm. there's acidity, there's mm. a little bit of savouriness, there's sweetness. It's just like layers and layers of flavour. You know what you can do behind your paywall? Wow. Tasting all the different types of tomatoes. I think giving like a review of like this one's like really organy. I think <laughs> I think me tasting anything because, like, you know, sometimes when I taste things and I'm like, you know, when you're eating a vegetable, you should be tasting this, this and this. And I give you, like, what you're tasting first, what you're going to be left with and what is right at the end of your palate. Yeah, the back of the mouth. Yeah. And I'm always, like, really, really reevaluating all the parts of my mouth. I'm like, is it hitting me in the throat or not? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That was an accident. I think it always is supposed to hit you. Oh, my God, stop it, stop it, stop it. Clean it up, babe. Clean it up. This is okay. entree. Okay, entree. Yeah, so I need help. I think I need help. I think I, I've learned a lot through YouTube. And you're starting a garden. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> wow. What a bitch. Um, yeah, I just – I I don't know what I should be growing at this time. Like, I think apparently it's a really good time to grow because we're coming to the end of winter. Spring will be amazing. Exactly. So I think it's time that I get my tomatoes in. I think I have to wait until the last frost or something. I don't know. I could be wrong. Tell me things. Okay. There's an amazing account you need to follow called In My Patch. She's all about (laughs) helping you. She's amazing. She's been on CCA and she helps you start your own veggie garden and helps you like with which veggies are the best to start with when you're just beginning. She's amazing. Yeah. Follow her on TikTok. You'll love her. I honestly think I need that because like all of like these vegetables are going to be like my children. I have to grow them. <gasps> Your I need babies. To. Yeah. So I think that's my little tidbit for the day and my little entree. What's yours? Well, I'm also thinking about some babies that I can grow, but like human ones. Oh, my God. That is so oh, Shut up. I know it's gross. I know it's oh, gross. You have my life. It's gross. And like I'm so just so glad they're going to have Gunkle Khan. Like Gunkle Khan is just going to be a vibe. You don't know I'm going to be there. I know. Oh, no, I, I love Ooh. children. I love children. I will be there. <laughs> You'll be cooking for them from the time they can eat solids. <gasps> Lunchbox! <gasps> Shut up. Can you please make a panda shape? Shut a up. A panda oh shaped lunchbox for my babies. Oh, my God. And they're going to be half Asian. So okay. they're going to need panda lunchboxes. They're going to be so cute. Are they going to be half Asian? Isn't Nick half Asian? Three quarters. Yeah, I was like, 75%. It- yeah, I forget that. Oh, yeah. Nick's kind of Asian. <laughs> It's um, kind of half, so yeah, 75%. Okay, so what are we talking? Have you started trying? Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> interestingly, mm-hmm. you can just start trying. That's like obviously people have made babies for centuries that way. But we have been a little bit, because I'm adopted and because Nick's mum's adopted, we have no medical information. So we thought let's sort of get some, you know, do some information gathering first, do some like 
blood mm-hmm. tests, genetic tests. I've done egg counts. and Very responsible. Very responsible. Wild that you can get to your 30s as a woman and not know how your body works. You have to be ovulating. There's all these things that like it's a whole new world. I, I wonder if you have a history of twins. <gasps> Shut up. Would that Imagine. be would that be would that be ideal or would that not be a situation that you can fathom at the moment? In this in this day and age, I feel like any healthy baby is a privilege. So oh, two yeah. is like insane. I mean, I would absolutely 100% have oh, a breakdown. Yeah. I would be like, I don't have enough hands for this. You're going to cancel the podcast. I would cancel everything in my life. <laughs> Or I'd be like Feast Pod Mum Edition. No, Feast Pod Plus Two. Oh, I'd be like baby peas in a pod. Oh my god! Oh. We can dress them. Oh, oh my god! As fruits and vegetables, and I can fertilize them with oh like fake things, like I'm growing in my garden. Oh my god! Shut they can get up. in your garden. <gasps> You can okay. kind of baby in your pouch. Okay, why are we like literally moving forward like two years? I know <laughs> we're we're messed up. Anyway, so we've like pretty much done a lot of the groundwork we haven't started mm. so first you have to work i came off the pill then you have to work out your ovulation then you have to figure out like once you know when you're ovulating that's when you have to try mm-hmm. any other time you try really doesn't matter okay. i did not know this until so you, recently you were just trying so we're just kind of, we're not not trying we're yeah. not in that phase where we're like bang on the calendar but i've done the blood test i have a lot of eggs i can sub in i've done i mean with nick yeah <laughs> i'm like not with me no with nick yeah that's not how you make a baby babe we don't know that. <laughs> You're like, we should try. But very preliminary. We're, we're not putting pressure on ourselves. We're uh-huh. not in the like, we don't say to people we're actively trying. We've, oh, but you've just said it to all our listeners. No, but we've just started not not trying. Okay. That's very different. Do you know what? I love that that conversation because then there must be a lot of people who aren't actively trying, yeah. but they're not not trying. Yeah. Well, like I was on the pill, so we were not even trying, but mm. now- the fact that, like, everything in my body is starting to be prepared. <laughs> Sorry, I heard pill and I freaked out, like all males do, but it's such a natural part of, like, a, a woman that has, she has to go through that yeah. I'm like, but I'm just having, like. Yeah. And then coming off it is a big thing. But, like, once you get your natural cycle back and start to learn about the phases that, you know, it really takes a long time to figure out what your body's doing. Mm. Then you enter this beautiful phase of not not trying, which okay. also is a way to stop the societal pressure of yeah. like, I don't want to catch up with people and every time for them to be like, you're pregnant yet? You're pregnant yet? Because oh that's God. also hard. Th- and that would put so much pressure on you, pressure that you probably wouldn't even need. My question is not about that. My question is a bit weirder. When you got off the pill, did you change? So I have a lot of friends who had a really hard time regulating their hormones because it suppresses a lot of things and I'd been mm. on it for a very long time. Like, you know, mm. I was a ballerina when I was younger. So I've been on it for like over a decade and a half. Okay. Because back then you use it to skip your period so that you would never have it oh when you're doing God. performances and stuff. Can you imagine if that happened though? It was, yeah, wild. So I came off it thinking that it would be really hard. Mm. I actually didn't have that many symptoms except my skin about three or four months in and most of this year has been like, you know, these ones that I, mm. they're very small, but compared to normal, I never had those. Mm. The only real symptom I've noticed is is my skin. Nick said that you're more active. Active in? All senses. In all, <laughs> all senses of the world. That too. Yeah, see? I was like, yeah. I, I can't I, believe he told you He actually didn't, but I thought that that could be something. Oh, and then- <laughs> you made me admit it. <laughs> and I thought that if I gave that little bit that you would bite. Yeah, I didn't expect. Okay, so something else. This is something else wild that I found out recently. <laughs> Women peak in terms of libido in their 30s. Okay, that's like every single TV show tells you that. How did you just learn that? No, so many women don't know. Really? Men peak like when they're tw- 18, 
Why does nature do that? That is such a mismatch. Also, that's really weird because I don't think I peaked in any aspect of my life when I was 18. (laughs) (laughs) I think I peaked in terms of like energy. I don't think I did. Really? I think that my peak, it's now gone. Uh, <laughs> it was. was like past four, tense. four years ago. You reckon? Yeah. I was like more energetic. I was at the gym four times a day. Like, four times a day? Da- you did used to do a lot of classes. Like remember when I was just like, oh, yeah, I'll do a double and then I'll go to Pilates and then I'll go to yoga. Yeah. The doubles, I was like, what are you doing, man? Yeah. Cortisol. So, yeah. I, but, I, but that was definitely my mid-20s. And yeah. then I remember my sex drive was higher. But maybe that's just because I was healthier. So mine is definitely hormonal. Like this okay. decade in my 30s, I'm 33, I have noticed like noticeably more hormonal level activities in the brain Look, and I, the body. <laughs> I, I love that you've chosen to share this today because now I can just kind of like be like, Mm, I'm growing parent babies, but Sarah's going to have real babies. And one day I'm going to feed her real babies, my plant babies. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're going to – I can't. Oh, my God, like sweet and potato mash. Oh, my God. Stop it. I Can you please it. put it in a panda-shaped lunchbox, though? Yeah, because of course. I'm going to die. I'll make that. We'll make millions off it. And it'll be part of the feast. <laughs> oh, my God, guys, we're going to make feast lunchboxes. Of course we are. For you to feast. Okay, everyone's going to steal my ideas. <laughs> okay, also, we need to calm the fuck down. This yeah. is literally the entree it's and the we've entree. been like, <laughs> so now, I've been sharing my ovary activity. I know, I love it. I love it. Now, my question is, as a third part of our entree, we usually do like a, col- a collective entree. Mm-hmm. Do you think the plant babies are real babies? Because you said dog babies are real day babies. I mean, I come from a place of, yeah, dog babies are real babies. Plant babies, I mean, they're more inanimate objects. Then they grow. Dog babies. They, they change. I mean, I think like indoor plants they are plant babies. Oh, so just because I leave my plants outside. I'm going to discriminate. Why? Because they're homeless plants. <laughs> they're homeless. What have you they got are over not it? with home. <laughs> they have a garden. I I will be watering them. I think I think they take nurturing. They take loving. I think they're plant babies. You know, I would call them plant babies. But you know I call everything Something yeah. baby. Look, I this is my phone baby. This is my water baby. Like everything's babies. Okay, my phone's not a baby. <laughs> but it's my best friend and my child oh, and my, very my sad. lover. Very, very sad. It's our life. You know this. Okay, so for me, I reckon it's a plant baby because the day that a tomato ripens on my vine, you need to see my reaction to that because I will probably have a meltdown. I mean, I'll be there for the christening. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, my God, I can eat this. You'll be like, look, we both have babies. And I'll be like, no, we don't. <laughs> I like, have a real baby. You're like, yours lives outside. Yeah. <laughs> so does mine. <laughs> no, you don't even let Paul live outside. Yeah, no, so. he doesn't live outside. He's an in- inside baby. All right. Well, that was Entree for today. What have we got on the main? So I did a little anonymous Q&A recently and everyone was so lovely and so considerate and genuinely curious. One of the questions I got asked is probably not the vibe of CCA, which is a bit more wholesome. Mm-hmm. But also I felt like it was a topic that suited main course so much because, again, like OnlyFans, it's something that's pretty stigmatized. Okay. But people want to know about it. So I got asked, have I ever had Botox or filler? And Drum I roll. thought we could talk about general plastic surgery. Yeah, of course. And that kind of regioni. So, Sarah, Sarah (laughs) Davidson, have you or have you not had Botox or filler? So, interesting answer. 
The way the question was intended, I think, my answer is no. I haven't had Botox or filler for cosmetic reasons. Right. Nothing in my face is altered at this point. Mm. I'm very curious. I'm probably on the edge right now. I'm on the cusp of okay. like caving maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pending the results of this episode. See, so I, you know that I'm a big advocate for a lot of plastic surgeries. Mm-hmm. I think that I have no problems with it. Mm-hmm. I've had Botox since I was 23. Yeah, you've been a, like a preventative. Yeah. So mm. I started early because I am a gay man. I'm very vain. <laughs> Everyone is beautiful, like in the scene, as we like to call it, the yeah. scene where I go to a nightclub and everyone's skin is flawless and they've got like eight packs on top of their six packs on top of their 12 packs. Yeah. And so like in my mind. Infinity um, pack. Yeah, it's like it, it's it's insane. But like I I did start the Botox journey very, very early. Mm. I did dabble in filler mm-hmm. for a couple of years. I've stopped that now because I don't think I really needed it mm. and it wasn't doing anything for me because it's something that you just have to keep retouching. Yeah. Um, whereas Botox I think is more preventative for my wrinkles. So I don't get it in my frown lines because I like them. Yeah. I find them really natural and I, I like I, I, I like frowning. A lot of people do get it there because they don't like the wrinkles up there. Mm. I love my wrinkles up there. What I don't like are my crow's feet. Mm-hmm. So I get them around my eyes. Mm-hmm. So I get the Botox around my eyes. Mm-hmm. Above my lip I also get Botox. Okay, so – before we go any further, mm. I have had Botox for my jaw. masseter jaw thing. Yeah. So it doesn't actually cosmetically change anything. So no, I haven't had Botox or filler for the cosmetic changes. But I think what people need to understand, because I didn't know this either, but as you're going through it, is the difference between them uh-huh. and why you would get them. So And why you like one and not the other. Botox versus filler. Yeah. So can you actually explain what they do? Because I didn't know this because I only had had it not even knowing that I was getting the Mm. same thing that people get in their foreheads. Mine was like all near near my ear hole. So it didn't do anything to my face. But I'm curious. (laughs) Near my ear hole. I got Botox near my ear uh, hole. Like literally it was because I clenched my jaw so badly Mm. that I was grinding my, like my teeth were breaking. So why did you start with one and continue with one and not the other? So filler is exactly what it says. It fills. Okay. So it creates mass. So it's like a foreign Yeah. Thing. So it's it's like it could be silicon, I think it is. I don't actually remember what the filler is. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, sorry, like I'm not expecting this, this part because I don't actually remember. So um, that's what people put in their lips? They put in their lip. They put in their cheeks. You can put it along your nose. Let's, let's talk through all the procedures. Yeah. So filler in your lip increases the size. Mm-hmm. So when people have like duck lips and things like that, when they're overfilled, that's what people are referring to. That's filler. When you have it in your cheeks to make your cheekbones more pronounced or your cheeks more pronounced, that's filler. Okay. It can be used in the nose to make your nose look thinner. Oh, my God. A fine line is injected from the top of your nose to the point. And what that does, it it heightens everything. So when it catches the light, your, your nose looks smaller, even though there's something that's filled it. Whoa. So it just straightens everything out. So like, you know how like naturally noses have like a little kink, like a little fat bit in the right in the middle? Mm-hmm. When you have the filler there, it kind of gets rid of that because the light then catches differently. Mm-hmm. Filler. I had it in my jaw to give me a more defined jawline. If I was This is go- how you changed the like angular. Yeah, the angle of your jaw. So right. I if I did filler again, it would probably be that. Okay. Because I didn't mind that. But when I remember when I did my lips, even though it wasn't crazy big. You already have big lips. I already had big lips, so I kind of was just like, mm, don't care. And then when I spoke to Alex Pike, who does my filler and my Botox, she said to me, you can just do a lip flip. And okay, I was like, that's what I wanted to ask yeah. you about. So that's not filler. No, that's not filler. That's Botox. And the job of Botox is to freeze certain muscles. 
Okay, so it's not inserting something like filler. It's yep. disabling something already there. Yeah, so right. well, well, I think that that's what I've come to believe of it. I could be wrong if I'm wrong. Slide on in. Don't be aggressive. We're not scientists. Yeah, just This be is nice. the layperson's explanation. Yeah, this is like the, oh, my God, I get this done all the time and this is what I think happens. Yeah. So I get it around my eyes because if you can't squint, then you can't have those lines. Right. Because when you squint is when those lines become active, right? Yeah. And they get deeper and deeper. So that's, so that's why I get the Botox around there. I get a, something called a lip flip where they put kind of like two vampire bites, snake bites, just above about a quarter of the way into each side of your lip. Okay. And what that does is freezes the muscle here. And so when I smile, my lip doesn't turn in. Because when, oh. when you naturally smile, your lips become smaller because they're turning in. So when you get the lip flip, it freezes it. So when you smile, it stays flat. Whoa. So it means that my lips, when I'm not smiling, is the same size as my lip when I'm smiling, even though usually when you smile, your lips become smaller. Okay, I've watched a lot of TikTok videos about lip flips and how you like literally can't drink through a straw. Has that happened to you? No, that's ridiculous. Really? Haven't you seen those ones where they try and like put a straw in their mouth and the liquid all just comes out because they can't close their lips because it's flipped so much? Um, I feel like when I see things like that on TikTok, I'm like, this is a mixture of multiple things. Okay. You probably filled it too much and then got the flip. Okay. So when so I chose to stop filling it yeah and now i just get the lip flip i do top up my lip flip pretty much every six to nine months um, okay so it lasts for ages yeah it lasts for a while some people say it only lasts like two months and i was like but i think it's again your body metabolizes things really differently okay so amy i don't think she's gonna care she's had filler before yeah and her stays you said i think you've told me that. yeah and my sister hasn't had filler for four years and it's still there and her lips are now the same size as mine even though she never had lips Whoa. So I'm just like, and it's because your body metabolizes the things differently, right? Yeah, okay. But I, but at the same time, I'm like, are you lying to me? Yeah, she's so lying. Uh, she's so listening right now and he's like, hee Well, I, look, I, I just don't see when she would have done it though because I know the signs of someone yeah. who's gotten filler because I've had it. So it's not really like a, you do it one day and no one notices it. Yeah, okay. It's like the first two days, your lips are fucking huge. Well, that's the other thing. I'm interested that people ask me about this because I've pretty much been living on social media for mm. like the last eight years of my career mm. and you would have seen it. Like I don't think I could have slipped one on in the filler area yeah. without anyone seeing because I'm like literally on But I also, time. I also see that I don't see the – I get really annoyed when like we have friends that just deny that they've ever had any work done and I'm like – Yeah, when you see the before and afters, you're like, yeah. dude, I was there. Yeah. I remember what you used to look like. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, that nose is not your nose. <laughs> that nose belongs to someone else. Well, you've known me for like eight years, yeah. so you know my face looks the yeah. same. Your face looks the same, but you do look younger. But I think it might just be because you're healthy. Yes. And I, yes, actually. Like you've got like your emotional support water bottle with you <laughs> that we do. always have to my make emotional. you put on the ground because it's like it's bright too pink. bright. It's not neutrals. Yeah. So, but to be fair, I am very lucky genetically. I mean, Asian genes, generally, we age slower, we get wrinkles less. Mm. I think our collagen production or something lasts longer as a mass generalization, but I haven't dabbled because I haven't needed to. Mm. I haven't mm -hmm. noticed the lines that I know friends have noticed a lot earlier. And the lines I do have, like I like my crow's feet because I oh, like the way I smile, but yeah. I wouldn't like frown lines. So we're right. different in the yeah. things that we like and don't like. And I have absolutely 
nothing against it whatsoever. I just haven't needed to do it yet. Yeah, and there's a weird, this, it's really strange because I find that you get that question, but I've never gotten that question because I think society thinks that any woman who is attractive and like has clear skin and whatever must have had work done. And there's yeah. this massive kind of like stigma behind it. Whereas I'm like, I've had work done since I was like 23 and no one's ever spoken to me about it, never asked me about <laughs> it. So do I look like shit? Or? No, I think it's because <laughs> most people who know you you're so open about it that yeah. they're like, we know the answer because you literally posted the entire procedure yesterday because yeah. you've never hidden it. Yeah, but saying that, there was, um, when I was on MasterChef, there were articles that came out where a female contestant who was my age, if not a couple of years younger, was getting hate because, like, they're like, oh, look at her fake lips and stuff. I'm like, Whoa. oh, hilarious because that was when I was getting my lip done because that was five years ago when I first went on MasterChef. And so I had these big fake lips. And I had Botox all in my face. And no one said, no one said a thing. You. But they spoke about this woman who had never had any work done ever in her life. Whoa, they were natural? Yeah. And it said so much <gasps> about like the stigma behind it and what they think a woman who, yeah, yeah. should be doing. It's interesting. I do get asked that a lot because it is actually I, – I used to be really naive and I just assumed everyone naturally looked like how they did. Yeah. And the more that I've kind of been in the industry and the more people have become more comfortable talking about it, the more I've been like I get what they assume I've had it because like a lot of people in my mm. age bracket in this industry do regularly get mm. it done. And like there's nothing wrong with that at all. I think it's just much more common yeah. and accessible than it ever has been before. I've had so many friends who I didn't think did anything and then like one day they're like, yeah. I got lipo the other week and I was like, what? I know. And then they're like, <laughs> oh, I've gotten lipo like four times. And I was like, what? And then I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe all this time I've been beating myself up about X, Y, Z when all of this, this time you've got help with it. Well, I think this is another reason why I think we should be a lot more open about the procedures that we do choose to have because mm. people watch people on Instagram and on TikTok and think that it's natural. And it's like, yeah. no, 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 no. There's so much work that goes into this. Yeah. Like, like. Yeah, there's there's privilege there because people were able to pay for those bodies and those faces. Yeah. And like it's yeah, gosh, it's really hard. But I also think I I think if it brings you confidence and you can afford it and you don't go too far like that, you know, I think there's okay, so the other thing we wanted to talk about is body dysmorphia. Mm. And that's how I think people do go a little bit too far mm -hmm. because once you've had something done a, a certain amount of times, then you would lose perspective on like what you, what you normally look, look like. Look what you like, look like, yeah. Which is the same with like body shape as well as face. Mm. And that's hard. You see yourself every day. Like how would you keep perspective? And I think that's another reason why I have never sort of started the process is because I was worried, like what if I start and love it and then yeah. I can't, like it wasn't the stigma. It was more I, like how will I regulate myself see i love it but i also have someone that i really trust like alex who i'm friends with she doesn't just do my face we were friends before that mm. and her face is an amazing example yeah but she tells me like when i was like should i keep doing my lips she goes i don't think you need it yeah interesting and then so we just stopped doing it and yeah. even when we did my i don't have cheek filler anymore because i didn't think it did much when we first did cheek filler she's like i don't know if this is going to do that much for you unless you're pumping a lot into it and i was like let's try it and then I was like, you're right. Yeah. And that's interesting because she could just tell you you need X, Y, Z and you just keep paying yeah, for it. Yeah, because she but it's, makes the money off it. Yeah. But, but it's in her interest to be honest because well, then you'll go back. Yeah. Well, she said it makes more sense for her to tell me the truth because I'm now walking billboard of her work, mm. right? So it's like if I've got these botched lips and these giant cheeks that 
are obviously fake, people probably won't go there. Yeah, that's true. And you're telling everyone that that's what yeah, you Yeah, and I'm it. like so open to her. She's like, like, uh, like I, I pay for the treatments and I go there and she's like, oh, thank you so much, blah, blah, blah. Are you happy to talk? I'm like, I've already posted I'm coming in. Yeah. Like, I'm like. <laughs> I've already checked in. I'm like, like babe, <laughs> they're going to see the before, the during, the afters, like everything. I, I, I don't hide any of it because I feel as though so much of our life people are so embarrassed about it. And I'm like. Yeah. But so many people do this and I think the more that we speak about it, the more that it becomes normalised. Totally. And I think like if slash when probably one day I do get something done, I think I'd document it because A, I do bloopers. So mm. I couldn't in good conscience not share that I was doing it because mm. half my page is making fun of like that we all look different in different, mm. you know, I don't know, just showing all sides. But I also find when other people are really honest, like Leah, for example, one of our friends is so open about what she's had done and she literally shared this video on threading that was her, I've had threading. Yeah, it was her getting in like in the chair she was sharing what happens mm. because people are so curious and I was like good on you for not pretending that your jawline started like that. I think what's really important is when we share it allows an entire group of people who are watching you to be like okay, I can do everything in the world but these people had work done so mm. it's something that like means that people don't need to do like need to like really ruin their heads about it mm. and i think like that's really important because like it's not going to come natural some people are naturally like beautiful and their genetics but other people pay for it some people work for it but sometimes no matter how hard you work you can't get and a bigger jaw, mm. uh, like a stronger jaw. Mm. Like there are things that. Like structural things. Yeah, there's structural things. There's bone structure there. Like I got the threading done, which I think I might need to do it again because I don't know how long that lasts. So basically threading is where they put threads into your, underneath your skin. Mm -hmm. And what happens is your muscles, well, not your muscles, but your face kind of like builds over those threads that are staying in place. Mm -hmm. So it holds everything up. Mm. So I did it to get rid of my double chin. So I had like what ten or something put in here, and as it heals, the scar pulls? tissue pulls. <gasps> That's fascinating. The scar tissue pulls. I really think whatever you know, each person to their own. Whatever brings you confidence, because you've I've seen people's entire relationship with themselves transform because they feel more confident after they've had something mm -hmm. done. At the same time, I think the confidence question is a bit hard and complex because then when will you ever be satisfied with what you look like? You know what I mean? Like when, how will you learn to love yourself if you're mm. always changing things? And there's definitely falling into the trap of then not being able to stop. How do you think we can do the middle ground to, be, okay. to enhance confidence but not go too far? Can, can we just have a different little – I'm just going to sidestep here mm. because I, I did something that I don't even think I've spoken to you about. I actually went to see a plastic surgeon about three years ago. Oh, my God. I didn't get anything done, but because a plastic surgeon was very honest with me, I wanted to get a jaw implant. Whoa. Like I wanted to get a wider jaw and I wanted them to put, so they use, apparently they use coral because it's the closest matter to our bone. Wow. And they were it's a whole new world. I know. So they were going to put that into my jaw, right, to give me like a more masculine face. Yeah. Because I look quite femme. Uh, nailed. <laughs> <laughs> I look quite femme. <laughs> And so I took them, they're like, oh, what do you want to look like? And I was like, okay. So I pulled out all of these photos, but they weren't of other people. They were of me. Oh. 
But it was of me at the peak of my obsession with the gym and eating okay. well. And I had this really chiseled jaw and like, and they're like, it's really interesting that you showed us a photo of you instead of an actor. I was yeah. like, no, 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 I don't want something extreme. I want to go back to this. And they're like, the difference between that photo and this photo, it's probably seven kilos. And wow. I was like, yeah. And they're like, you were probably, you probably had less fat on you back then, more, you were more muscular. So that kind of like pulls away certain things around your face. Mm. If you really want this, we can give this to you, but we recommend not doing it, not doing it and just doing some more exercise and eating healthy again. And it'll, you, it'll get back to that. Wow. And I was like, thanks. You just saved me 15K. Yeah. <laughs> and also like that you do have, you did naturally have that. Like that's yeah. within what your body can do. Yeah. But it was just like a quick fix and I just loved that they were like, nah, yeah. don't worry about it. That's interesting that you mentioned the word quick fix because mm. I think that's where it does get muddy. I'm yep. definitely not against it. Many, many friends get so much confidence from the small tweaks that they make to themselves and yep. whatever, good on them. But I do think that that area where we start to go for a quick fix instead of mm. the other many natural ways you can build confidence exactly. in yourself, like that's a messy, that's a hard area. Well, see, that's the thing that when I when when they said that, I was like, you know what, I'm being lazy. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and so I was like, okay, because I know I can get back there. But when I got my hair done, that's not a quick fix. Let's talk about that. Yeah, so I got my I got a hair transplant about a month and a half ago. It's still growing out now. It's going to take at least six months. There's nothing I could have done. I couldn't have eaten better, worked out better. People lie to you when they try and sell you products for it. They're mm -hmm. like, oh, this medication will do this, that, and the other. Every single medication has kind of like two bases when it comes to hair, even finasteride or minoxidil. Both those things will help your hair strengthen so it will look thicker mm -hmm. or it will retain the hair you currently have Okay. by keeping the follicles healthy. Any doctor, any service that tells you those two medicines will grow you new hair is lying to you. Yeah, because, because it's not one of the things they can achieve. No, it's not one of those things those two medicines can do. They can make it look like you have more hair because it strengthens the follicle. It makes the hair thicker. Mm. And because let's say you're not growing new hair, but if your hair is 10% thicker, it's going to look like you have 10% more hair. Right. If it's 20% thicker, it's going to look like you have 20% more hair. That's just how that works. And um, what it does do is slow down the process of you losing your hair. And if you mm -hmm. are on it for the entirety of your life, which is what you basically have to be on it for, then you don't lose that hair. Or you, you lose that at a slower rate. But what the hair transplant does is it takes these healthy follicles from the back and around the sides of your head that don't get affected by the chemical reaction that testosterone does to the hair, whatever. All of that stuff, all the science stuff that I'm not really across. I know the idea behind it, but I don't know the names of all the chemical mm -hmm. reactions and what happens mm -hmm. and what what happens there. But so they take these these healthy follicles out of the back of your head and they reimplant it on the top of your head where you're balding or your hairline, whatever. And those hairs, because they're from those areas, don't get uh, affected by the testosterone. So theoretically, doing that means that you no longer will be losing your hair, except for the other hairs that are already mm -hmm. on there. Mm -hmm. But those new hairs that you got implanted will not go. But you still have to stay on the finasteride and the minoxidil. And we have so many different names for it, like Rogaine mm. or Regain. Like there's heaps of different online services now that are prescribed by doctors. Yep, cool. 
you're definitely prescribing something that does make you look like you're not growing, losing your hair, but you're not growing hair. Right. So like that that process isn't a process that is available yet. Apparently every year they say we're five years away from a process that can grow your hair. <laughs> for but like 50 years. But it's been five years for 50 years, yeah. basically. I think the newest way to do it is they try and grow your hair through stem cells, but obviously wow. that's not legal in our country and a uh, lot of country, Western countries. Yeah. Where they literally just grow follicles in a Petri dish and then insert it rather than taking hair out of the back of your head so you don't lose. Like, you don't have to I've, shave. Yeah, because I've, I've lost, like doing this, I've basically lost 20% of the hairs from the back of my head. Yeah, to implant them in the to front. To implant in the, into the front. But, yeah, but that's not a quick fix, I don't think, because it's like there was nothing I could have done mm. that would have given me that hairline. That would have made my hair fuller. Yeah. Like I, I've, I've taken all those medications, but it doesn't make you have more hair. And I think balding is one of those things that is the sort of relationship with confidence versus Botox and filler and the role that plays for women. Like not having hair is a part, in a huge part mm. of your identity, whereas improving something cosmetically you know, it's still important to your confidence, but having hair is like, is a big deal for so many men. Yeah. And I, I, I find it really interesting because I thought so much of this hair procedure before I got it done. Then I shaved the back of my head, cut all my hair off. And now I have short hair. Don't give a fuck. Yeah. Interesting. But I think that's because in my mind, I'm like, I know I'm growing new hair. Yeah. So that confidence is now completely back in a second. I go out now and I've got like these tiny one centimeter hairs. I'm like, I don't even care. It's because you know why. Yeah. And then like when people talk to me, I'm like, yeah, I got a hair transplant. Okay. This is also really interesting. (laughs) So talking about stigma, you were talking about the MasterChef thing before. It seems like society has come a really long way in terms of gays. Mm. Gays are allowed to get whatever they want done. Yeah. Society, whatever. You guys will do what you'll do. Women (laughs) is the next level of like, okay, it's getting a little bit more mainstream. It's still a bit taboo. Mm. Like some women won't say that they've had anything done, but like Botox and filler are becoming more mainstream. Men getting hair transplants, well, we don't talk about that. That yeah. is still like so stigmatized. Why? And it's so, it's so ridiculous. It's like something that like such a high percentage of men in Made. Australia and all about the world go through. Like it's, they think about it. Yeah. All men. I feel I like they would feel stigmatized even Googling it. And I was doing it for so long before I – bit the bullet because I was like, oh, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. And I was like, uh, like when I got my hair transplant, I don't think I needed one. I don't think anyone else thought I needed one. Mm, it but was you just, wanted one. But I wanted confidence. one because it's something that I think about every single day. Yeah. And if I can stop thinking about it, yeah, it's probably worth the money. You did. You <laughs> talked about it and Sean Burley talked about it. Yeah. Openly. Both of you around similar times. And I was so impressed because I feel like most guys would desperately want to know about the process mm. and how they get it done, but they would – not necessarily admitted if they had it done because they'd feel embarrassed. See, I've, I've had other, like three other friends who've told me, you know, when you got it done, I got it done two days before you or after you. But obviously no one knows. Yeah. But I'll, but it's, the difference is I'm putting content up every day. Mm. I put stories up. I go live most days. How am I going to hide the fact that I shaved my head? <laughs> yeah. But you could have. You could have been like, I just wanted to shave my head. Yeah, but you didn't like, have to share that. Yeah, I was like, I remember when I was making Mickey's lunchboxes and my eyes were swollen? <laughs> My head, I looked like a forehead. Oh, my God, when your head was so swollen and it was moving down your face. I was like a frog. You were like a little froggy. And I couldn't see on one of the days. I was like, I shouldn't be driving. Okay, so how do you think society can draw a line between genuinely confidence-boosting enhancements but then also not letting it become a confidence-ruining thing because you just will never reach perfection 
if you have standards that are too high because you can just fix everything. I think that Because I think we shouldn't necessarily change everything about us. You yeah, know? no, I don't think so either. But I think that falls under the category possibly of a mental illness, which is body dysmorphia. Mm. So I think that's the issue there when you overdo it. That's body dysmorphia. It's not about little nips and tucks. Yeah. Because I know, like, if I had body dysmorphia, I would not be, you know that I hate working out and I don't go anymore. And I used to go four days a week, on average three times a day. Yeah. But still, like, that was when I was really consumed by it. Yeah. And I think... What it was is recently in the last three or four years, I've started to gain a lot of confidence in myself not being based around how I look yeah, but everything else that I do. Yeah. Which isn't a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think, I think it, it, look, it's a hard thing to answer because I feel as though that's something from within, right? Agreed. It's like, and it's a weird thing to say because it's like, oh, it's only you sign yourself, but it kind of is. <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah. everyone tells me that I don't need a nose job. You don't need a nose exactly. job. Exactly. <laughs> You're going to tell me I don't need a nose job. But if I you want, want one. one yeah. yeah, but then I don't, I don't care enough about it to go and get one. Yeah. Like, but I was like, oh, I would like one. Yeah. But it's not to the point where I was like, oh, I need to save up this money mm. to spend on getting a nose job. I'm like, mm, what satisfaction will I probably have here? Probably making dinner for a group of friends will give me the same satisfaction as a nose yeah. job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting way to put it. It's like, what's, oh. what's the equivalent joy that you're going to get? And yeah. I was like, well, if I'm going to be pretty happy cooking for five people, I don't I'll do that instead. Yeah, I don't really, yeah. That's an interesting one. So I think... I think that it can bring so much confidence for you to redress. It's just like getting your teeth straightened or whitened. Like it's the small things that can add so much confidence, but it's not instead of yes. loving yourself. You have to be able to celebrate the things that are different and unique about you without those enhancements to then like it's not going to solve every aspect of that. You still have to do some internal work. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I think people think it's just going to fix everything. No, it doesn't. I don't think it changes that much. In your life, obviously, there's some people that will definitely disagree with us. Whether mm. like plastic surgery has completely changed my life, mm. maybe you're a model and it's like really push your career because it's all based around your physical appearance. Mm. Maybe it is a massive confidence booster that you need, but I don't think it's changed that much in my life. I reckon I can go a couple of years without getting Botox or filler. I'm like, I just, yeah. I just like it. Yeah, it's just yeah, 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 and it's like. I don't need to get my teeth whitened. I do it every year. Because you like it. Because I like I it. I want my teeth. Yeah. And I like dye my hair. So I'm yeah. like, oh, like where is the, yeah. where does the stigma come from when it's similar to, like at, at one end of the spectrum it's quite similar to the other small tweaks we make. So it's yeah. fascinating, isn't and it? I think it's all really about the fact that it is invasive mm. rather than like the little tweaks that we do, like buying a new outfit that would make you happy or changing yeah. the colour of your hair or shaving like a side of your head to look different. Those are not very invasive, but like I think it's because it's under the skin. Yeah, and it involves like needles and, and nurses. But do you know what? There's actually heaps of products that would do very similar things to your skin. Mm. Like I use I use a product now that I'm obsessed with and it's a serum that I use around my eyes. Yeah. And I actually think it does wonders because even when I had Botox and I was using it, I'm like, my skin looks younger. My face looks younger. My skin mm. looks younger. And I think it's because it's tightening my skin. So I'm actually really interested for the Feast fam. What do you guys think of this? How? Where do you sit on the spectrum? And what are the, some of the things that you've used instead of Botox or filler? Like 
I'm actually really curious, and because no one admits it, we would never know. I would love to know mm. in our demo what percentage of people have had something done. Don't you reckon that would be the most in- interesting statistic? Yes. I think what we should do is throw up a poll. Let's throw up a poll. I mean, that doesn't represent all of society, but it, it's, it's close. A good, it's a good little. It's close. They've got a little. And I want to know what people think about it. How much stigma do you attach to it? Do you still mm. hear that someone has it done and go, hmm? Or you do know you what, not care? You know what's really interesting? That's always the first thing that you find when you're having a conversation. I'll be like, oh, doesn't Amanda look amazing? And someone will be like, yeah, because she's just gone to blah, blah, blah. And yes. And I was like, in a does, really it, like, does it change to the fact that she looks amazing? It's in a really disparaging way often. Yeah. Like, oh, she just that's just like not natural. But I'm like, mm, she still had to look like. Something like that, yeah. you know, like vaguely. Yeah, or else you end up looking like a cat, you know, when, when people yeah. just do everything, they just look like a cat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Look, I might end up looking like a cat one day. You might want to look like a cat. I don't know. Are cat babies real babies or? Cat babies are definitely not real babies. <laughs> if dog babies in my mind aren't. Dog babies are dog, real babies. And I think that dogs are more real babies than cat babies. Okay, thank you. Because dogs like you. That's true. Dogs want to be around you. Yeah, and cats are just like, <laughs> fuck off. We are so weird. Um, this is an interesting one. This is an interesting one. I think we will – let's try and speak to some professionals about this yeah. on a later date. I think this is a good start from our point of view, but I think mm. we should just probably get a plastic surgeon in, maybe yes. someone who has had a lot of work done, or maybe who a psychologist that deals with body dysmorphia. That would be fascinating. Yeah. Feast fam, what do you what would you want to ask mm. that we haven't covered? All right. So this was a good like door opener, I feel. Mm, yeah. It's open. It is wide open. Mm. <laughs> Wide open. open. All right. I think that now brings us to our dessert. We didn't didn't have a guest today because I felt while we were doing this question, I'm like, I feel like I'm the guest because Sarah Sarah is asking me a lot of things. You are the guest. I'm like, so what have you had done? Actually, tell me about it. Actually, before we continue, was there anything that you would like to have done? So I think if I was to do something, I don't know what it is, but I, I am generally, especially in my 30s, it's learning. The earlobes. Le- Shut the fuck <laughs> up. You are, what is wrong with my earlobes? You're going to give me a complex of what's wrong with my earlobes? Well, they're black and they go all over Oh, my ears. God, stop it. <laughs> no, I think I've, I'm generally actually quite, I've become more and more comfortable in my own skin as I've gotten older. Uh-huh. And it, I think a big part of it was that my first career didn't, have anything to do with what I look like. The mm. confidence all came from per- performing. Your work. Yeah. yeah. And that that set me up in a good way to not attach so much value. Now our industry is very visual focused and there's definitely been times where I've felt pressured. But honestly the the thing that has been a constant confidence crusher for like as long as I can remember is my boobs. Oh really? That would be the first thing. That actually surprises me a lot. Does it really? Yeah, because I didn't Why because you think my face is fucked? <laughs> no, because I, I would. I thought you were going to talk about the weird toe that's three times the size I of the other one. I do not have a weird toe. Stop it, babe. You literally have one toe that's three times the other size of the Everyone's other. Everyone's going to believe it, you. You sound it, too serious, babe. Oh my god, are we pretending right now? Oh my god, stop it right and now. And that toe You're doesn't have a nail. Too well, I. Okay, everyone, <laughs> go on Sarah's Instagram. Look for photos. Of her shoes. My toes are so normal. Oh, my God. This is the worst. Everyone's actually <laughs> believing you right now. 
I, I just thought that you would have said your tone, but I, I did not expect it to be your breasts. Yeah. I like, to be fair, I've gotten a lot in my early 20s. It was oh. like a thing, like padded bras, chicken fillets all the time. And it was a real, a real barrier to me feeling feminine. Mm. And it still is. But I think as you get older, you learn to sort of force yourself to accept those things because they're, unless I did something about it, it's mm. not going to change. But also, I think you're perfect the way you are. Like, I think oh, you look babe. incredible. Especially, like, think about the gowns that you wear. Do you know how hard the, the, those would be to pull with off? With boobs? Yeah. Well, that's the thing that's always helped me sort of get comfortable with the whole itty-bitty titty committee thing is <laughs> there are pros and cons. <laughs> Say that again. Itty-bitty titty committee. I love it. I love it. My friends who have big boobs are like, you have no idea. We can't run. We have back pain. Mm. We all want reductions. Like, so what, I mean- I guess there's always pros and cons to everything, but that's always been, in terms of you saying you've always thought about mm. the hair transplant and it's just been on your mind. Mm. Before I would think about anything to my face, it would be boobs straight away. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Like that, that's such an easy one for me. Yeah. I think think for me, this would never happen because I would never have the time in my life to ever do this, would be to be taller. <gasps> You'd get one of those like leg extensions. Oh, yeah, that things? sounds horrific though. Where they like break your Like I just would legs. never, I would never do that. No. But like if there was one thing I would really want to change. If there was a way to do it. Yeah, it would be my height or get a penis reduction. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I mean, it is a burden. I've seen you drag it around. Like, it's hard work. <sighs> it's hard work. Yeah. You know how many times I have to change outfits because when I'm filming something. I've seen. Is, yeah. Yeah. I've seen. No. I've seen. It's really but hard. It, it would be the height. Would it really? Yeah, because I just feel like people have more fun from up there. <laughs> it's just a different view. It's just a different, a whole different perspective on life. But it actually is because it probably is. The, the angle's different. The perspective is totally different. Yeah, imagine actually. You want to be, you want to be. Yeah, that's really Because I feel super powerful when I'm in heels. Because you've got that extra height. Yeah, and I think that might be it. Like, because, like, when I – I don't wear heels often. Mm. I wear it usually when I'm wearing a quite masculine outfit. Yeah. And then I, like – and then I have, like, the longer pants that goes over the heel. Yeah. But there's then now these six inches taller mm. and I walk, like, you know you what? You walk differently. Yeah. I can crush you. <laughs> okay, have you seen me when I have a padded bra on and I've got a bit of cleavage? Walk differently. Yeah. I'm just like, hey. Interesting. Anyway. Feminine. If you're a plastic surgeon and you can make me taller without having to break my shins, slide on through. <laughs> without having to wear heels all the time. Yeah. Have you seen those like. <laughs> the insoles? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on every plane they advertise. I've only seen the ads on planes in the magazines I, where they have the in like the heel inside the shoe. Yeah. Look, I thought about that as well, but I'm like, they look so uncomfortable. They I don't look think really there's anything wrong with them, but I'm just like, they just look uncomfortable. I also feel like, you know how Victoria Beckham can't walk in flats because she's worn heels so much of her life that she's mm. like ruined her feet. I feel like that would do that. And I walk around on my tiptoes like all the time. So like, <laughs> what's the difference? <laughs> Like whenever I get ready, not, if I don't have shoes on, I'm on my toes. Yeah, I've noticed. And that's actually, there was a challenge in Survivor, okay? <gasps> yes, yes. And the strength you yes. have. Oh, my God. So I've always my whole life walked around on my toes. I am also Asian. We don't wear shoes. <laughs> As a mass generalization, everyone Asian no, wears no shoes. No, but at home we don't really wear shoes. Mm -hmm. And so I've always walked on different surfaces. 
on my toes. So in this survivor challenge, we had to stand on pegs on our toes oh my God. or on our feet. And you nailed like, it. Yeah, and we were holding a ball on top of your head. You can't train for that shit. If someone's like, oh, you, you trained for that. So I trained. My whole life. Yeah, I trained to stand on a peg holding a ball of. Like, <laughs> when? 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 That is so when obscure. Did I do that, babe? Like, go, show me the receipts. <laughs> No, no, but I won that challenge because that was something that I had always done in my life. Wow. So the skin on my the like the balls of my feet was strong. Was stronger. They were thicker. So I didn't feel the pain of the pegs going into my feet. This is wild. And because I always walked on my toes, I could shift my weight really easily while still holding that ball to keep balance. Because I'm like, I've always had to balance it. And my balance is great. Wild. So yeah. So I think I would be fine. Walking around on your toes forever. Yeah. Cute. (laughs) Anyway, time for the dessert. Time for dessert. Let's go live. (gasps) We're going live again. (laughs) Sarah loves going live. I'm really excited. It's because you've opened me up to this whole new world. Where we go live. Where we go live. And I also like that we kind of like let go of control, you know? Yeah. All right. Okay, guys. So (laughs) we have been recording the dessert section of episode three of Feast Pod. And our topic for today for main course was anything plastic surgery. So everything from Botox to filler to hair transplants and the stigma around it and what it involves. And we really wanted to ask the Feast fam what you guys actually think about it. Do you still think it's stigmatized? What are you most curious about and who's had it done? Yeah, so we were saying that I've had a few things done, little tweaks here and there. Sarah's had nothing done. And I'm pretty open about speaking about it too. So you'll hear on the podcast what I've had done. So make sure that you do tune in on on that. But if you have any questions or anything like that, shoot right now because this is the part of the podcast where we get you guys involved and we have a chat. We've got some questions coming through now. What procedure hurt the most? I would say this is really unexpected, but my Botox. So this is really interesting because... I've had a form of Botox for my, like I have really bad TMJ, which is a jaw thing, and I was sort of grinding my jaw so much that my teeth were breaking. But in terms of cosmetic Botox, a lot of my friends who have had it done say that filler is worse than Botox. And I disagree. I disagree with that. I think that um, I think that the filler I never felt because I had numbing gel on. With Botox, I feel it because... It's thin needles that get injected multiple times. Mm. So I think it's more that, like, I don't like the entry point. Ah. Yeah. Okay. That's really interesting. Does it hurt, like, afterwards or is it just at the time? It hurt at the time. I feel no pain after anything I've done. Obviously, um, I think my hair transplant, I found that a little bit uncomfortable, but Mm. it wasn't painful. It was more like, you can't sleep. And I was like, (laughs) okay. Another really interesting question for you, because I know there's a few things you've tried before and not continued with or never done again. Are there any that you regret? Zero regrets. It's more that I was like, oh, that's not for me. I'm done here. But most of the procedures I get done aren't things that are like lasting. I think that, yeah, most of the things I do are reversible slash are things that fade away after a while. Um, We've got a really interesting question about... BBLs. What are your thoughts on BBLs? I'm pretty new to this whole area. I only learnt what a BBL was recently. Brazilian butt lift. Mm. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> I feel like the same about that as I do about all procedures. Whatever, if you can afford it, and it is a big confidence point for you, like each to their own. I don't just because I don't have it. It's not because I 
judge anyone who does. I just haven't needed it yet. I kind of feel like good on you if you want a booty like that. Okay, so I want a booty like that. You do want one. I know, but at the same time, I've seen those videos where, like, your bum flips, like, after you've had it for so long and you sit down, something goes wrong, and then your bum's, like, backwards. And I'm like, I don't want that. Like, I don't want that to happen. So I was like, I'm never going to ever do that. Just because, like, it's more that I'm scared of, like, things that might happen. Okay, so someone's saying telling us that a BBL doesn't flip. I'm like, then what is the butt stuff that flips? Because I've seen videos of, like, people who, like, their butts look like they're flat because the thing has flipped around. <gasps> Wait, so they insert a full thing to give it shape and then it goes the wrong way around. <laughs> oh, my God, that's a nightmare. Oh, my God. Oh, they're implants. They're implants. Okay, well. Okay, wait, so there's a difference between well, a BBL get, and implants? Well, that's I'll a get, great, like. I'll, I'll get a BBL. Like, like if it's not going to flip, I'll get the BBL. Like, when are we doing this? Are you going to go live when you get a BBL? He's going to go live when he. <laughs> I'm not going to get a BBL. That's ridiculous. You would totally do it. <laughs> Someone just said, how many gifts do I need to get a BBL? As in you. Mm. Oh, my God, stop it. Well, as in it, they would pay for it? Mm, okay. <gasps> Do you know what? We're going to say this because it's never going to get there. I would need enough gifts to get 100 BBLs. In order to get one? Mm. Aren't they just saying how many to pay for it? Yeah, exactly. So I would have to, we would have to be gifted like a million to $10 million. I can't do the math right now (laughs) for me to actually get one. That's amazing. I just don't think it's it's for me. Like I I don't actually care about my butt that much. And I feel like you can just work out. Also, don't you have a great butt already? Not right now. It's really small. (laughs) Yeah, I also feel like I don't have to look at my butt all the time, right? Like you have to look at your face all the time. You don't have to look at your butt all the time. Someone also said a BBL sounds like a yummy toasty. It does sound like a yummy toasty. (laughs) Do you also, you know how some people are like really into martial arts and they talk about BJJ, like Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and I'm always like (laughs) blowjob job. (laughs) Okay, BBL sounds like... thinks I'm so immature every time. Big board lowers, lowered. What? What's that? Well, that's a BBL. It's like when guys have like two big balls and then they need to fix them. I did not know that was a thing. It's not. (laughs) You are so fucked. All right, so we only really do these lives for about 10, 15 minutes. So we do try to do that every single time we record a potty. So make sure that you're following myself and Sarah on TikTok because that's where we go live from unless we make a one for the thing, the, the pod. I feel like we don't. Well, we can, but we shouldn't go live on it until we hit like 200,000 followers. I feel like we should also, yeah, I feel like it's a lot to produce so much content. It's a lot. Well, we'll definitely grow the Instagram first. Okay, cool. Also so that people don't have to check more than one place for announcements and stuff. So I did the rap last time. Do you want to do oh, that? Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much, Feast Fam, for listening to our third episode ever. Woo! Make sure that you subscribe. If you're not already, just press the subscribe button now. Please leave us a five-star review and any lovely words that you would like to leave. It would mean so much to us. And make sure that you're following along at FeastPod on Instagram for all the updates. Thanks for joining. Oh, my God. You are so much better than that than me. Goodbye. Dude, been doing it for three years so you're fine you did a good job i love you bye i hate you (laughs) 